Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And we are back in our normal settings um, for now. So yeah, the, the audio is, is going to be, you know, back to where it was. It was so nice when we were all, you know, in person, we had the same soundboard, it was all together and it was great. Mm. We could make, spend a couple, you know, I think we spent like two or three hours on just pre-production, getting everything <laughs> set up, lighting, making it really, really set nice. design, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had Cade Nash helping us out with a lot of that stuff, which was awesome. So thanks so much, Cade. Um, and it was just great. But now we're back to our normal setup. Audio is not quite as good because, you know, it's over the internet, but hey, it still works and... We hope you enjoy it. So today's episode, we, um, in case you missed it, which I don't know how you could miss it, but in case you missed it, there was a phenomenal movie that was out over the last seven weeks. I was listening to the Steve Day show and he said seven weeks. Um, okay. uh, a good amount of time. Yeah, it was a pretty substantial amount of time. And it was the movie Nefarious, which is based on Steve Dace's book, A Nefarious Plot. He sold the movie rights to this company. And he was also sort of behind the movie production as well. Obviously, they ran the script through him and all this kind of stuff. So he was very heavily involved in it, although it's not technically, quote unquote, his movie. He just sold the movie rights to this company. They produced it, but it's based very heavily on his book, A Nefarious Plot. Um, And the whole point of the book was talking about, well, obviously the devil has been um, playing with the world right now a lot, at least nudging and pushing. And we're all good post-millennialists here. So uh, we don't believe that the devil is ruling this world. We believe that Christ is reigning. But unfortunately, many who aren't restrained by Christ allow their total depravity to take over and the devil tempts them and they do what their hearts want to do, which is not good. So we have a lot of that today. Um, so <clears throat> Steve Dace in his book was describing how all of that looks and what's actually happening behind the scenes and how all of this is part of a greater plan and how all of it fits together. And it's actually very diabolical and etc. So that was a nefarious plot. The movie nefarious is based heavily on that. So again, we don't want to spoil the movie. But today's episode, we will be discussing some of our favorite parts of the movie, what we really liked about it, why we think, because today, uh, June 2nd, it goes out on uh, streaming platforms, so you can now watch it on Amazon and all sorts of other places, which is cool. So why we think you should watch it and share it with other people. Um, And we just kind of want to discuss and break it down a little bit. So we'll spoil it a little bit because we can't have a a whole half hour discussion without spoiling it at least a little bit. (laughs) So warning there, but we'll try not to ruin the whole plot and everything for you. Is that pretty accurate, Jake? It's like the Chronicles of Narnia all over again. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) So, um, but before we get into all of that and discuss this really fascinating movie, I watched it twice. Jake watched it twice. So we've got a lot of thoughts um, about it. Um, So before we get into all that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. This passage says, So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith, in him. And again, that's Ephesians chapter three, verses 10 through 12. So 
huge, huge part of this passage we talked about on Monday was that the duty of the church is to bring the manifold witness, wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God to the rulers and authorities on this earth. So we as the church should take this duty very seriously. And this is going to come into play actually kind of in our discussion today as well, because <clears throat> when we go before rulers and authorities and people in power, and we say, no, this is what the Bible says. This is how you should rule your country, your county, your um, town, your city, wherever, whatever God has put you in charge of, this is what he's called you to do, whether you quote unquote believe in him or not, which that's part of the movie we'll discuss as well. Um, the, uh, the way we do that is through boldness, right? We have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in not ourselves, in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so when we do these things, we should take that very seriously. We should be approaching the rulers, approaching the authorities, approaching all these people with boldness. But like we talked about on Monday, it should be a, a special kind of boldness. We're not just arrogant slobs going out there and, oh, do this because I said so, <clears throat> right? We approach it with humble boldness. And it's a very specific kind of boldness. Um, Greg Bonson talks at length about this in some of his books on apologetics. Um, so highly recommend Always Ready is a good one. Um, Against All Opposition is another one. There were like two other books in his set. Do you remember what those were called, Jake? I know Always Ready was the uh, first <clears throat> book, but I think that the was other... one book, I think on its own. Then there was a three book set. I think Against yeah. All Opposition was one. We read... We read the first one, but I forget what it was called. Um, I think it was Always Ready, isn't it? No, Always Ready was its own book, I think. Anyways, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Check them out. I think they're on Canon Press. You can probably buy them or American Vision as well. So, But anyways, we're going to be talking a little bit more about some of those things in today's episode. So just keep that at the forefront of your thoughts. All right. So the way we kind of wanted to structure today, Jake and I were discussing in the pre-show kind of how we wanted to set this up and, and build the, the structure. We really we want to talk about our positives because ultimately we want you to go see the movie. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. We don't want to discourage you from seeing the movie. So if you walk away from this episode discouraged and you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to see it, we didn't do our jobs correctly um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a good movie and we want you to see it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we also have a few negative things. We also have some things that well, we might have done differently, might have changed a few things, might have um, done it differently. And uh, of course, you know, Steve Dace is a, is a premillennialist, so we're looking at it from a, a different perspective than he does. We don't believe in the whole demon possession, well, at least I, I don't, to the extent that the movie portrays. So that's part of it as well we'll be discussing. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of those debates in person because when Jake was here in South Dakota, we actually watched... Uh, I got to see Nefarious for the first time. He got to watch it for the second time. We went down to a local theater in Rapid City, and uh, it was really cool to, to get to watch that. Uh, and then Kate and I saw it a few days after that uh, in the same theater, and it was like, oh, this yep. is cool. So we've both seen it twice. <clears throat> but yep. um, so what are some of the positives, the top positives, Jake, that, that stood out to you that you're like, you know, if I were to describe this movie to someone, and I wanted them to watch it, and I wanted them, they were Christian, and I wanted them to know that this is a good movie. Like, what's one of the, what's the first thing that you'd say? Is like, hey, this was great. Well, okay. So, 
if we're looking at, I would say if I was to try and summarize the entire movie, if I was explaining it to someone, um, is that what you're asking? Or are you asking for one point? Uh, one point. Because I, I think, I think the entire movie, right. Uh, brings up multiple different points that we could bring up on the show and yeah, the are time. very positive. Uh, yeah. None of them are, all of them are like small points. Um, and, but they all cumulate together to kind of without, so both, so the way the movie is, right? Both people are not godly, right? They're, they're, they're in a sense unbelievers, both of them. The one being the demon, the other one being the atheist, right? But the interesting thing is that when they're talking to each other, they're basically going through and explaining the entire Christian faith in a sense, um, a very minute sense, but, um, I guess, yeah, a, a fuller sense. It, it's well, small, but it's, well, yeah. It's, excuse me. What, what, what I thought was really cool about that was how they, <clears throat> even the demon had to be like, yes, unfortunately God exists. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was laughing at the atheist because the demon hates God. He's very much against his creator. But yeah. he's like, of course he exists, you moron. Like, <laughs> how can we, you know, like, and he was laughing at him because he's like, how, look, I don't like him, but I can't deny that he, you know, exists. Mm -hmm. That would right. literally mean that I don't exist, that you don't exist. But, right. So it was just, it was an interesting dynamic because the demon, who's obviously not good, who is pure evil, was also just kind of like laughing at the atheist because he was like, um, uh, there's no way for you to deny this. What are you talking about? Like, this is, mm -hmm. I think part of it was he was kind of applauding him in his ignorance too. He was like, that's my boy. You know, sometimes he would be like, <laughs> he's like, that's what we did. That's the product of their, you know, mm -hmm. influence and their pushing and their nudging and their temptations on societies. They yeah. push people to the point where they think they can deny that there's a God. They think they can deny their creator. Um, so that was a really interesting well, dynamic. Well, that's, well. The, that's the whole point of the nefarious plot or the book uh, is, is that they wanted, they wanted this book to go out in a sense as an anti-Bible to say, you are in, a, in yourselves gods of your own, right? To basically tell people they can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And that, that, you know, just feeds what's already in people, already feeds an, a sin nature. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I would say another thing, what I thought was funny, because a theme throughout the entire show, sorry, movie, was that, um, and something that was said at the very beginning was that before the atheists left there speaking to this demon, he would have committed three murders. Uh, and the first one is euthanasia, right? Euthanasians. And uh, the, the atheist had killed his mother because she, was, she had a fatal disease. Or she, had a, she was in a well, and fatal And the point condition. that he made was that, yes, she had a fatal disease. Yes, she was in pain. But those were all excuses to cover the real reason which was that he would inherit a million dollars if he mm -hmm. killed her, if 
she yeah. died. So that was like, it was greed. It wasn't, but he used those excuses to justify right. the greed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the second one was abortion, which that's the whole point of me wearing this shirt. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but, oh, I guess for podcast people, they don't, they're very confused right now. <laughs> but my shirt says life wins and it's the date of, of um, when Roe v. Wade was overturned. But was the, the abortion where the atheist, his girlfriend was having an abortion that very day. Right. Yeah. And and of course the atheist gave all the all the the reasonings uh that an atheist would. It's like it's her body, it's, it's her choice, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And so but it still was considered murder. And and the demon in the sense rejoiced when the abortion was finished and saying that there's another there's now another uh person in hell. Uh, and is that, is that what he was saying? Now that I'm no. thinking about that now. No, he was rejoicing because they, that person now just sacrificed, mm -hmm. uh, literally sacrificed, right. like it's to the God Moloch. Right. That's right. basically what yeah. they did. And so it's like, yes, we've, we got another one and we made someone sin so badly to the point that they murdered their own child. Like yeah. that was, yeah. and they rejoice in murder. They rejoice in pain. And so mm -hmm. when that person committed abortion, when they murdered their baby, that was like all hell rejoiced because mm -hmm. they murdered their child. They got them to murder their child for yeah. their own selfish reasons so that they could live the life that they want. So. Yeah. Uh, so there's multiple, multiple different points, amazing points to the entire movie. But I think at this point, uh, Bruce and I, we should uh, go into the cons that we think are a little bit, and and not they're not fully cons. They're not fully um, we we didn't like this about the movie, but we're we still say that the movie is great. In a sense, these are criticisms, but yeah. minute compared to the good things from the movie. Yeah. Uh, in a sense, and I think. One of the biggest ones, and I don't know if I'm taking a point away from you, Bruce. You can just stop me in the middle of this. Okay. But um, I think the biggest thing is that when you're coming to this movie, you have to come to it. If you want to get out of it all the good things from it, you have to come to it with a post-millennial mindset. Um, I know yeah. when I was going to it, I, had a, I was coming to it with a post-millennial mindset. But when Boost was watching it, and, and so when, when I came away from it the first time before Boost watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this movie is amazing. And then when Boost watched it, um, Boost was coming to it with a post-millennial mindset, but also thinking about if someone didn't have a post-millennial mindset, how they what would, would they see, see it. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. he was saying, yeah, go ahead. Tell them, tell them what you were saying before <laughs> I, you know. Well, yeah. So a large part of the movie was... Um, I think part of it was highlighting the power of Satan. And I think what they, they did to some degree was blow it out of the water without acknowledging the fact that Satan is bound, that Christ is king, and that Satan doesn't have the power that he used to, not even a small percentage of the power he used to. Um, and I, I think that that can be very discouraging to people who don't realize that fact. 
who don't understand that Satan is not the God of this world anymore. Christ said, and I, when I am lifted up from this world, if I am lifted up, which was to signify how he would die on a tree, he was lifted up on the cross, I will draw all men to myself. We see elsewhere that the death of Christ crushed Satan. Christ won on the cross. He crushed the head of the devil. He, he's, the devil does not have even a, a small amount of the power that he used to have. What does it say in James? How do we get the devil to flee from us? Simply resist. Resist the devil mm-hmm. and he will flee from you. Yeah. So yes, he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And yet he's not the God of this world any longer. He is alive. He is on earth. But Greg Bodson has a whole message on he's alive on earth, but he's not well. Satan is not doing well. And any, any amount of <clears throat> power, quote unquote, that we give to Satan, that we say he has, is us giving it to him. Is us saying, here, you can have this. We have to give that power to him. He doesn't have it. He has to take it from somewhere else because he doesn't have it. Yep. He has to tempt us to do things because he doesn't have it. Back in the olden days in the Old Testament, Satan used to be able to rule over the nations. He used to be able to deceive the nations into doing exactly what he wanted them to do. But guess what? He doesn't have that power anymore. And any power that we attribute to him, we're saying we've relinquished that. We, as heirs of this kingdom, as Hebrews tells us, from Christ, are heirs to the power of Christ, are heirs to the kingship of Christ. So if we grant the devil that power, that's us. That's on us. And we need to, we need to stop that. Because it, we need to just simply resist. We need to know our Bibles. We need to stand against it. So this movie put a lot of of um, prominence and importance on the devil and his ability to inhabit people, quote unquote, and possess them and control nations and manipulate and schemes and all this stuff that I just don't think that he has. And I don't think that that should be the message of the movie. The message of the movie, I think, should have been all of that, but at the end, but guess what? It's all fake. But guess what? The devil wants you to think that he has all this power. The devil wants you to think that he's the God of this world, that he can do all these things, but he can't. Guess who can, Mm -hmm. though? Our own wicked souls, our own wicked hearts, fully depraved natures apart from Christ. But Christ is victorious over all of that. And that, I think, needed to be the core message. So that was one issue that that I had. And um, as sort of, uh, I guess giving over to say, if you're coming at this with a post-millennial mindset, you can see the victory in the movie, right? The movie um, does not emphasize a post-millennial mindset or does not emphasize a victorious uh, endings, but you can see it um, because at the end, right, what happens is, is that, well, yeah, what happens is is that this book, this anti-Bible that the demons wanted to put out, they wanted the atheist to put it out. And by the end of the movie, he doesn't, right? He rewrites, he rewrites it, it. Yeah, yeah, as a warning 
to everybody else and saying, hey, here is here is the problems. Here is what the the demons, the devil wants to do. And we need to resist this. We need to, this is the warning. This is what's happening. We need to be vigilant of this. Um, but something I did want to point out, and this will be going back. So we've kind of set out the cons. Do you have any more cons, Bruce? I didn't know if you had um, any more. No, not really. I mean, it one of the I mean, one of the cons. So, it's a it's a movie created on a low low-ish budget compared to other movies. Yeah, but what they were able to yeah. do with it was tremendously incredible. I mean, just mm-hmm. the cinematography, the acting, the it was just unbelievable. Um, it really felt like a Hollywood production without all the garbage. Mm-hmm. It was tremendous. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of talking. <laughs> so, like, I really enjoyed it. Um, but other people who might be looking for more action or looking for maybe flashback scenes, our mom was kind of talking about that, yeah. uh, might not uh, might not enjoy it as much just because most of it was sitting and, and talking, which yeah. I think was great. I think that was needed. I think that got the point across really well. Um, but that was just one little potential con yeah it's not as exciting as say a marvel movie uh right pre-disney you have to imagine a um, lot more your imagination yeah no my imagination took over and i was imagining things that weren't there not in that way (laughs) oh no i'm losing it um because (laughs) of the storytelling and the you know the 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 tell don't show sort of deal (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was the show don't tell but it was through words so it was it was cool Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. That was just a small, small thing. Yeah, and how how Bruce and I wanted to end this discussion is going back to pros. And this is either reiterating pros that we brought up before and just giving a little bit more or bringing up new ones, which I want to bring up a new one, is that in this, we have evil, right, trying to... And in a sense here, let me actually rephrase this, but um, the the premise, not the premise, but another big point to it is that you don't tempt evil. You don't tempt uh, your own heart. You don't tempt the demons. You don't tempt the devil. You don't give, you don't, you don't just say, oh, I can just do it a little bit. Do yeah, a little you bit. don't play with it. You know? Yeah. Right. And what happens in the movie, right, is the demon, uh, the demon says, no, actually, the atheist says, okay, if you can possess people, possess me. Yeah. He was just messing around. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, just he didn't take it seriously. And he was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, go ahead. Possess me. Yeah. And and the demon doesn't. Right. At that moment. Yeah. Right. But he does it later. And, yeah. uh, but, um, so in a sense, I, I thought that was very interesting is that we, we have to treat this seriously. Mm-hmm. We have to treat evil seriously. We can't just let it do. We can't be loose with it. We can't just say, oh, it's okay if they, um, oh, what was it? We were just watching Aaron's montage, uh, from yesterday, um, on Thursday. And he was saying uh, Trump had says said um, uh, it is what it is, 
right? Mm-hmm. And we we can't do that. That's that's treating evil lackluster in a lackluster way. Yep. We're just saying, eh, eh it's what whatever. Else? It's fine. Yeah. You know, we knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's treating evil uh, without giving it due respect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of that, part of the pro, just to go back to that a little bit, was that they portrayed it in a way that he did have to invite him in. He couldn't yeah. really yep. get in except through a process. It was a difficult process, which I think does show the binding of Satan, right? To an extent. It was a yep. long, he had to, you know, he outlined the process of, oh, get him when he's three and then five and then eight. And then when he's a teenager and then when he's this, and it was a process yeah. throughout his life to get, to possess this person. Um, and then with the psychiatrist, he had to like, he was studying him his whole life. He knew how to play him. He knew how to get in his head. Yeah. Um, and he had to get him to give him permission to possess him. Um, so that was an interesting you know, portraying it that way, I think, was good because it does show the binding of Satan. It does show that he is very much bound. He doesn't have the power and authority he used to have. Um, and, you know, part of that was he brought up the he kept calling Christ the carpenter. Right. So mm-hmm. all throughout the movie, the carpenter, this, the carpenter, that, you, you know, one of the things that was really cool was he said the cross was our greatest failure. Um, mm. It was the moment they thought they had won the greatest victory ever. They killed the son of God. They were the Messiah that had been prophesied for 2000 years, thousands of years, and they killed him. And as it turns out, that was their greatest triumph and their greatest mistake. And that's quoting from that passage. If they knew what they were doing, they would not have killed the Prince of glory. I mean, they wouldn't have done it. And it shows that. And it's like, that was well done. You could see the the regrets. You could see that, you know, and that was like, all right, that, yeah. that was really well done. Um, so there were those moments. There were, there were a lot of those moments where it was like, wow, the way that they put, po- that he, Steve Dace and, and the script writers of this poetically weaved in passages of scripture, um, the last phrase at the end is you've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Right. And mm-hmm. that's from, uh, the book of, um, Daniel. That's the writing on the wall was part of that. It was part of that whole account. Right. And you've been found in the balance. You've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Um, but he took that phrase and twisted it. But you know, what it was originally talking about was God judged them. He weighed them. And they were found wanting. Um, and there's a lot more to that account, that story as well. But, you know, just things like that where they, he wove in passages and wove in different things and really gets you thinking. And one of the cool things was that um, the way that he marketed this movie was as a horror movie. And mm-hmm. we saw that, too, because a lot of the people that came into the theater, especially the second time I watched it, <laughs> were these, like, purple-haired, you know, people who were, like, oh, you know, clearly yeah. there didn't know what they were signing up for which was tremendous and it was was, it's kind of like uh going behind enemy lines and sneaking in and boom igniting a you know detonation they stuck around some of them some of them left halfway through especially for the abortion when the abortion thing came up 
but yeah. some of them stuck around through the end and you could tell they were really thinking things through, which is tremendous. And this is one of those, I think it's a seed planting movie, you know, especially yep. for atheists. It's, it plants the seed, it gets you thinking and hopefully God will use that. So, yeah, I know that's, that's what happened when we watched the movie for the first time, when we watched it with you, Bruce, uh, not, not many people left. I don't really, yeah. I don't think anybody, I don't think left. anybody did. Yeah. Um, but the first time that I watched it, uh, and that was with my family with, uh, yeah, but, um, they, there was, <laughs> I would say about half the people left. Uh, wow. And you could, there were, there were some older people there as well. And you can tell they were there because older people wouldn't go to watch a horror movie. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they were there because up. they knew what it was. Yeah. Uh, and so they stayed. I know they stayed. Uh, yeah. and there are a few other, other people who stayed, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. Sweet. Well, this was a good, it's a good chat. There's so much more that we could talk about. Um, with this movie, I think there's there's so much more involved, but we don't want to spoil the whole thing. We want to have you go watch it for yourself. I think it's now out on Amazon, Vudu, um, a whole bunch of different places. Um, Steve Dace posted that on his um, Twitter accounts and all sorts of other accounts. He also um, talked about it on his show. So if you're not already watching the Steve Dace show, you should seriously check that out. We love that show, um, obviously. If you're a good post-millennialist, you're going to find some things that are a little, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I agree 100%, but generally he is tremendous and he's getting even better about constantly pushing a biblical worldview on his show. And mm -hmm. that's really what his show is centered around now, which is tremendous. He he gives wonderful, like, uh, political analysis from a Christian perspective, all this kind of stuff. So it's just tremendous. Highly recommend checking out the Steve Day show if you're not already a listener of that. Um and check out this movie. The movie Nefarious um, is a tremendous movie, and it might still be in some of your theaters. I know it's still in Rapid City. Some of the theaters is going to be here for the whole next next week as well. So if you missed it, you can still check it out. It's not too late. Um, but I think it's also on a bunch of digital streaming platforms as well. So. Yeah. Cool. Any quick 30-second, 20-second thoughts before we wrap up, Jake? Nope. nope. All right. Sweet. Thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Our website is trdshow.net. That's trdshow.net, the Reformed Center show.net. Um, and uh, check out trdshow.net slash episodes. You can watch all of our episodes on our website for free and uh, filter through them all if you're looking for a specific topic or whatever. Um, if you're interested in hearing all of our thoughts on post-millennialism, just go to the search bar and type in post-millennialism. You can search for titles. You can search for tags. We got all sorts of stuff there. Uh, thank you all for your emails. We've gotten quite a few. Send them to trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from so many more of you. We know we get a couple hundred, um, close to a thousand downloads of the podcast every month. So, uh, if all of you sent an email, that would be so cool and, and a lot to read through, but Hey, we're, we're up for the challenge. trdshow.net. As our website, trdshow at protonmail.com is where you can send your emails. Thank you so, so much again. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And we'll be back here on Monday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>